hey guys good evening my name is Toyeshi Oyebade from the reconciliation ministry and as usual I'm excited to be with you once again thank you for your love thank you for your feedback thank you for playing the podcast God bless you abundantly in Jesus name amen how are you beloved hope you're good hope you're fine hope you're hanging there I trust God for you that um, this week you will hear good news in the name of Jesus. This is the week where everything starts falling in place for you in Jesus' name. Your eyes will see good things, your ears will hear good things, and your hands will touch good things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, for the month of May, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we have been treating entering divine rest. And you know, we spoke about something quite um, important last week. We have we we saw together that many times we are not even where we are supposed to be, and you know we are desiring divine rest in a wrong location, in a wrong association, and that you know it's pointless when we are not even where we are supposed to be. Yet we are asking God to give us divine rest in the wrong places, right? And um. You know, we also saw in in the weeks that have gone by that divine rest is God's desire for us. It is not just something that we we'll experience in the afterlife. Right here on earth, our heaven has started. And as believers, there is, you know, a good measure of what God wants us to experience in the afterlife that we are supposed to experience here on earth, right? So... We also spoke about um, the fact that God's will will need to be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is our prayer every time when we pray the Lord's Prayer that that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So every time that we are taking steps, everything that we are doing, everything that we aspire to become, we need to ensure that we you know, take some time to reflect and ask ourselves simple questions like, is this... Is this process, is this thing going to ensure, is it going to take me one step closer to ensuring that God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven? Is this relationship going to, you know, establish God's will on earth as it is in heaven? Is this job, is this new job going, you know, just, we need to ask ourselves, you know, so many times you you might start, you know, hearing comments from people, like oh you're too spiritual or you you know you spiritualize everything but the truth of the matter is that you're a spirit being you are just you know um embodied in a body right you are just in a body so your first thought your first line of action should be falling back to your spiritual self when you're in danger your first thought should be calling god you know because that is who you are. That, that should be the first thing that crosses your mind. So when you start spiritualizing everything and people start making you feel like, oh, you're too spiritual, don't mind that because what other um, way is there? What other option is there? Would they rather have you canalize everything, right? No. So, you know, I think the, 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 the problem is the fact that many people feel like you know, there is there is um, another side of us that is spiritual. 
when people think that when we talk about um, when we talk about spiritual things, it just has to do with church, you know, giving your life to Christ, evangelism, you know, tithing. They just feel like you know they are outlined stuff that are strictly spiritual, whereas spirituality ought to cut across every sphere of our lives, from your maritals to your finances. The Holy Spirit can teach you how to save money. Many people would, you know, read books. Do you know that many of the financial, um, should I say financial tips that we get, many of them have the source, have their sources from the Bible. From the simple procedure that what you reap is what you will sow. I said what you reap is what you sow. What you sow is what you will reap. <laughs> Sorry. What you sow is what you will reap. Givers never lack. You know, putting out a portion of what you have to reinvest. These are simple tips that you can find in the Bible. But many times, we will run after men. Whereas, you're supposed to run after God. Because when we run after God, when we run, when we run after God, men will do or run after us. There are so many things that the Holy Spirit can teach you about your health. So many habits that we can cut down when we, you know, partner with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you're cooking, and you know you feel the urge to add something that is random. And that random thing will take your food from zero to a hundred. Now, if you're a spiritually sensitive person, you know that you can't give glory to yourself. You know that that wasn't coincidence. That wasn't you being smart. It was God's intervention at that particular point in time to show you that even when it comes to cooking, God can teach you. So, when spirituality cuts across every area of your life, you start you you stop feeling burdened when people you know make um, remarks about your spirituality. When people say things like "Oh yeah," because you know, literally, your spirituality is cutting across every facet of your life. So, beloved of God, by the help of the Holy Spirit, will continue in that light, and God will be opening our eyes to see that it is indeed His desire for us. That right here on earth, we start enjoying divine rest. Now, beloved of God, many times, um, one sure way that many of us, should I say, lose divine rest in quotes, is by lack of focus. The only person that we ought to look at, look up to, is Jesus. It's in the Bible. The moment we start looking onto man, when we start looking onto intellect, then we start looking onto our capacity, then we'll fail ourselves. Have you ever, you know, prepared for an examination so much so that you can beat your chest and say, oh, I'm fine. And then you enter into the examination hall and then you are just blank. And you are just blank. And you're wondering, how could this have been? I prepared, I did this, 
I did that, and you're shocked. We cannot go far by putting our by putting our faith in capacity. We can't go far in life by putting our trust in men, in connections. Your parents can be extremely rich, but the moment you start putting your your um moment you start focusing your gaze on how much money your parents have beloved of god you are denying yourself of true divine rest now all of us are familiar with the story of um peter and how he was walking on water right he was doing fine he was doing fine why because you know he wasn't relying on himself he was seeing jesus and just was telling him, come here, you can do this. And so he was enjoying direct supply of capacity from Jesus. And everything was going fine. But all of a sudden, Peter became conscious of where he was. He just remembered the law of gravity. He remembered the fact that he is an old human being walking on water. And so science became to... Um, makes sense to him. The law, of, the law of gravity started, you know, making sense to him. And the moment he started to focus on where he was and what he was doing, what happened? He began to sink. So many of us have started to enjoy divine rest. Many of us have entered divine rest. Many of us have spoken about divine rest. And, you know, we are doing fine. We are, we are enjoying, we are experiencing it. But then all of a sudden, you start wondering, how can this be? How is it that I have not run out of money? You know, the law of finance starts to slap you here and there. And you start wondering, how am I sacrificing this amount of, of money as a seed? If I give God 90%, 10% will not take me for the month. And so finance, the law of finance starts making sense to you. That you ought to keep a certain percentage to do this, to do that, you know. You know how people calculate their um, salaries now? So, so, so percentage for feeding, then this for transportation, then this for investment and all that. So, out of the 100,000, you felt it in your spirit that you need to make a sacrifice. You know, you know that covenants are, 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 um, are ignited with sacrifice. And the easiest way to enjoy divine rest is by entering a covenant with God. And so, the, from the place of covenant, beneath covenant is the place of sacrifice. Why we are here today enjoying God's rest is because Jesus Christ laid his life for us. So that was a sacrifice. Something has to be laid. So for us, of course, God is not expecting us to die again for us. Because nobody else can die again for us. Once and for us, Jesus Christ has died. But there are some things that we would have to sacrifice. It could be time. It could be, it could be passion. Maybe some of us, you know, we are passionate about some things. But by the time, by the time we start growing, we'll start realizing that, oh, we cannot serve God and serve mammon. And that this passion is worldly. So you start dropping them. It will cost you your friends. Sometimes you have to sacrifice your relationships. The people that you enjoy being with. Because they're not pushing you one step closer to your divine agenda. Sometimes you have to leave family. Ask Abraham. He had to leave family. Ask Joseph. David had to be consecrated for a while. Daniel had to leave his people behind. So from the place of covenant lies sacrifice. 
So when, if at this point in time, the sacrifice that is being laid on your heart is, oh, okay, for this month of August, give God, you know that God does not need your money, right? But you feel it impress your heart that, oh, I'm supposed to, you know, pay this amount of money as offering. Okay, it's just like somebody that is in church with 1,000 air. And so, during um, offering time, you already dropped 500. Remaining 500. His hope is, on his way home, he will buy bread and a car. 300. Then the 200 naira will take him. He will now use bike to go home. You know that, with that, his son is already sorted. Because once you eat bread and a car, your stomach could be hard. You will not even feel hungry again, right? So after he had already dropped 500 naira, remaining 500 naira, another offering baskets was being passed. Humanly speaking, in all honesty, a smart person in court would just look away that, oh, I've already dropped um, offering now. This money has its own purpose, right? But then, you start feeling the nudge to drop not 100 naira, not 200 naira, but the entire 500. Now, trust me, humanly speaking, it makes no sense because are you supposed to trek from church to the house? If you not even manage to trek, won't you eat? There's nothing in the house again. Until Monday when you will use your ATM card to get money. You don't have anything at home. So this is what I was supposed to take you from Sunday afternoon to the next day. And then here you are. The Holy Spirit is telling you, drop it. Except you're spiritually sensitive, you would fight it because the laws of, you know, planning, you've already planned yourself. And it made sense. Because everybody would tell you, you have to, if you don't plan, a man that, that uh, fails to plan is planning to fail. You know those perspire to quagmire um, lines? And then here you are with the nod to drop the money. Now, if you're sensitive enough to go ahead with the sacrifice, of course, there are times that you would actually have to walk home and you will starve. Many people feel like um, when they sacrifice, their, their um, reward will be immediate. The moment you're sacrificing with the hope to get immediate reward, maybe you should just enjoy your money. Maybe you should just kukuma, buy bread and a car and just enjoy. Because the reward might not be immediate. You might be thinking that, okay, as God has told you to drop the 500 naira like this, on your way home, somebody will now pack and say, yeah, take 50k. It might not happen that day, beloved of God. Because when you are giving to God, you are not supposed to give with the intention of, okay, in the next two hours, something is supposed to drop. Oh, that's why many times, many people will stop giving. Because according to them, the last time they did, they suffered. So they are expecting God to just, you know, ASAP. Beloved of God, it doesn't work that way. Whereas the times that as you're sacrificing, you know, even before you leave the environment, God has already doubled what your sacrifice. The times that you, you, will be, you will be taught patience. You will be taught sacrifice. You will be taught humility from your sacrifice. So many times, many of us do not have focus. 
will look to God for a bit, but when it looks like, okay, maybe he's busy. I think we are too many that we are calling God. Let me quickly call my, my auntie. Let me quickly do this. We start making human connections. The moment we do that, we are taking ourselves from the place of rest. Because human beings will fail us. Have you not failed yourself before? Were, were there not days you told yourself you were going to do 600 sit-ups? Eventually, you were only able to do six. The hundred is in God's hands. Have you not reacted before to something that somebody said and you started regretting that, ah, this is not me. Why did I react in this way? Why did I, you know, blow this out of proportion? You start feeling bad. You start feeling guilty from overreacting. So have you not disappointed yourself before? So if you have, in all honesty, falling short of the standard that you've put yourself on before, so why do you over-expect from people? Human beings would fail you. Not because they are even out to punish you in court, not because they are purposely doing it, but because human beings are restricted. Anything can happen. The person promising you 500,000 might have a greater need than in all honesty, supersedes what you're saying. And Yorubans will say, if they give a madman, <clears throat> is he an axe or a O or something, he would first plow the land to himself, towards himself. He will plow the land towards himself first. That is something that the society has, you know, acknowledged as being mad. Let alone a sane person. So everybody is selfish in quotes in that everybody wants to take care of themselves first take care of the people that they know first before now before they now start extending their arm of grace to outsiders so who do you think you are in all honesty to demand such benevolence from humans so rather than looking up to and getting disappointed rather than wasting energy and wasting time why not just bring a combined effort of your time, your effort, and your energy and just focus it on God? Because when you focus your attention on God, God calls the shots. The acts of the kings and chiefs are in his hands. The, the art of your vice chancellor is in his hands. The art of your sponsor is in his hands. The art of your HR is in his hands. The art of your parents, or parents as the case may be, is or are in his hands. So when we look to God, he calls the shots for us. He tweaks the situation. He prunes where it needs to prune. He cuts where it needs to cut. He, he plants where it needs to plant. He gives you favor for your labor. And you don't feel shame. You don't experience shame. You don't experience nose because your gaze was on Jesus. Your gaze was on God. Jesus Christ alone is the total package of God's rest to us. So if you are expressing, you know, rest today, rest, no rest tomorrow, if you are expressing epileptic rest, then you need to check yourself. You need to check where your focus is. You need to check where you're getting your own energy from. Because if you can stay connected, you, you will be fine. You will float. You will do good. 
does it mean that when we are focusing on Jesus, there will be no troubles? Of course, there would be. The devil will be out to push you to test if you're truly focusing. Or if you're just doing, you know, one eye is open, I'll be one eye open, one eye closed. Situations will test you. Your patience will be tested. Your humility will be put to test. But when we return back to God over and over and over again, that is us enjoying divine rest. When we dwell and stay in His presence, that it is either God does it or God does it, that is us reminding God that we are in His divine rest. Beloved of God, as you go through this week, I want you to examine yourself and examine where your focus has been. Have you been um, experiencing epileptic rest? Is it that today you feel safe and you feel secure, but tomorrow you are already running out of skater looking for wood to help you? If they say focus on God, does it mean that you should fold your hands and not do anything? Is that what the um, teacher is saying? No. The Holy Spirit will tell you what you need to do. For Abraham, he was to move. He was to leave his father's land behind. He was to leave his brethren, his kindred behind. For Joseph, he had to flee immorality. Even though he could have enjoyed immediate benefits from being you know, the side boy in court to Potiphar's wife. He knew what was at stake. For Daniel, he could not eat what everybody was eating. He had to be fed of the Lord. And it was beyond eating vegetables. It was obedience that made Daniel and his friends look better than their mates. Daniel fed on obedience. So what are you feeding on this week, beloved of God? What have you been feeding on? How far has that nutrition taken you? Do you feel good today? Or do you feel worse tomorrow? Bring your energy and your focus back to the one person that, is, that has uninterrupted energy, that has uninterrupted source of, of power. The one person that can truly, truly change your situation and turn your life around. Beloved of God, I call you blessed. Bye.